Hello, esteemed club members, and welcome to the episode. Before we get into things, I thought I would just pop on and do another content warning for you all. This film has a lot of very difficult subject matter that includes scenes of extreme gore and violence, extreme sexual violence, and infanticide. As such, we do discuss these topics in the podcast, but I wanted to give you a heads up in case these were topics you wish to avoid. If you do, no worries, give this episode a miss, and we'll look forward to welcoming you back next time. Our webcams are off because we're currently all dressed up, even though it's going to be probably two weeks late at this point when we release it. <laughs> we thought it would be fun to um, reveal costumes. I would personally like to go last because I can't see very well out of my costume, so I won't be able to touch, uh, see yours. Okay. Uh, okay, I'll just go first. Fuck it. <laughs> you ready? I'm yeah. So ready. Happy Halloween, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Cock the leg. Yes. This is uh, my Rocky Horror piece. I can see why you didn't want to answer the door. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I have a dressing gown, but you can still see fishnets and tights. I probably should do a stand-up. I think I stand up. I even got like... Oh, <laughs> hell yes. <laughs> you spent money. <laughs> I'm ready for the strip club. Oh, mine is nowhere near as like polished as that. I should also add context that I've always wanted to go to the Rocky Horror Show, so this was kind of an investment, finally, for me to just get, like, an outfit to go see Rocky Horror in. <laughs> and this, um, this isn't your first pearl necklace, is it? No, this is, like... Bitch, <laughs> <laughs> please, this is, like, my fifth necklace. Wow. Okay, I'll just show mine, because it's, it's not... It's very anticlimactic in comparison. Where am I? Oh, you're Nightmare for Christmas? Yeah! Is that a... oh, I can't see your camera. Why not? I don't fucking know, Ryan. Turn it off and oh. turn it on. Uh, okay. Have you got contacts in as well? Me? No, that's my glasses underneath. <laughs> <laughs> Why can't you see me, Joe? What the fuck? Well, that's actually an issue because I'm the one recording. Uh... <clears throat> Dan, you look fit though. Um... <laughs> Thanks, man. This corset's really tight. Did Lex enjoy pulling it in? <laughs> no, this is the sad thing. So Lex did my makeup and she had to go. So I just literally got dressed and ate an uh, oven pizza by myself. <laughs> watching Echo Simpsons. <laughs> uh, dressed like this. And my dog's just looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you've got a background. Can you see me? Not yet. That, I mean, are you green screening yourself? No, but I think my costume may be an issue for the camera. <laughs> <laughs> can oh, you no. see any lights? Red lights? I can see oh, a red light. I saw a flicker then. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe that. It's John Cena! Da, 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 da. <laughs> Holy Christ. That is an intense costume. <laughs> I love how the camo actually works. You've got stealth gear on. Am I facing the, the laptop? Uh, 
goes slightly to the right. There. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> I'm oh, I'm any extra from any modern modern warfare film. I live. It's quite scary. <laughs> I have to call it a bit of a... Is that actually real night vision? Yeah, bitch. My Modern Warfare 2 uh, special edition night vision goggles. That's pretty vintage now. Yeah. <laughs> Looks cool, though. Yeah, I can't see very well, so... Uh, it I'm going to like, I'm gonna have to take my mask off for a little bit because my glasses are fogging up. I was just I pulling see. out my fishnets. I could pulling out your fish... You I'm both. pulling them up. They keep dropping down. I bet they do, right. Hannah. So... God, I can't see shit. I don't <laughs> can do the whole thing with that on. That was the aim. I'm going to do it. So, Dan, <clears throat> why did you pick Man Bites Dog? <laughs> um, I don't know after I watched it. <laughs> yeah, Christ. <laughs> no, I, there is a genuine reason. So I, I've heard of the film a long time ago. Um, and it, it just like the premise is all I knew. And from that, it just sounded quite interesting i knew that it was kind of a, a disturbing piece of cinema um and i liked that so it was kind of the other reason i wanted to watch it and it, it did sound cool and i like yeah just the whole premise of it was kind of an interesting one because i don't think i've seen anything like it before um mm, i agree i chose it i will say like it's a film that I've always wanted to watch with you guys because I feel like you're the right people that would enjoy it, maybe. <laughs> what are you trying to say? <laughs> I enjoyed it. Yeah, no, I oddly did. I, I didn't found think it I fucking was... funny at times. That, yeah, that's something to talk about. The funny, the humour, definitely. I was really upset because I watched the trailer um, years ago or a while ago, probably years ago now, and a lot of the funny bits that, like, I knew that, like, things, the things I already had seen in the film were, like, the funny bits, and that was mostly in the trailer. So, like, watching it again in context of the film was, like, you know, like, that's that classic thing where you see a film that looks hilarious, and then you watch it, and it's literally, like, all the funny shit was in the trailer. Yeah. Uh, um, like, Maybe that was kind of on purpose to lure people in. Yeah, I probably, 100%. Because, um, I mean, if you showed, like, the other half of that film in a cinema... Uh, like trailer thing, then I don't know. I probably still would have gone and see it, but uh. I don't think that they would have. Some of the scenes would have made into the trailer, probably. Like <laughs> I think there's only really like two scenes, really. Mm. Yeah, the that... majority of the film wasn't that bad. No, yeah, I think I think it's just the way it was made because it felt so real, like yeah. genuine. I guess like a it's documentary. It's a very it's a very visceral film. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, um, there was. Really interesting. So I don't know how like we talk about this without going into spoiler zone as such. Well, we can just talk about like general themes, the way it was shot, the format is very unique, uh, stuff like that. That's cool. I would say like one thing I really picked up from uh, the film uh, in terms. So obviously, anyone would approach this film would know it's a violent film. The the lulls of um, him talking. Um, really like i felt like when when he was going like super deep and just like reading poetry and um i don't know like lamenting or whatever just wanted it to be over and i wanted to watch more people die oh my god <laughs> <laughs> that, was, 
that that's like a thing I took away. Like I was I was just bored of those bits because I was like, oh, can we go back to when you were like killing people again, please? So um, should we do I a general? Sorry, I cut you off again. No, I was gonna say I found that like interesting. Um, on hindsight, watching it and then realizing that, and I was wondering if that was almost like because some of the things the stuff he talks about, he just goes on, and I was like, is, is that actually like the point? Is it like? showing you that you are a bit disgusting because you are fascinated with just like or happy to watch people die but you don't want to hear like the killer actually talk or like read poetry or because mm. that's a thing as well like he's not he obviously is monstrous in what he does but he is he obviously likes poetry he's musical and artistic and it's like he's multifaceted he's not it's not just as black and white as you think yeah but Which yeah, is interesting because the film is black and white. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think the film is only shot in black and white to heighten the sense of realism that it tries to portray. It's to also low budget, isn't it? It's a well, low budget was, film. But it wasn't, it was shot in the 90s. Yeah, yeah I guess. Like, you, would, you didn't have to use black and white for low budget then. No, but well, um, like black and white, when you watch things in black and white, it always feels more real. I, yeah, yeah no, like, I, was, um, I was more I was more going off Ryan's point. It was low budget. Yeah. It feels yeah, it does, historical as well, doesn't it? Like, yeah. Historical it like, footage is black and white. and It feels like found footage, that whole, like, kind of... Yeah. Dang. So for those something. that maybe haven't watched it, and because the spoiler zone timer hasn't gone off yet, um, what am I fucking looking at? And then, <laughs> none of us. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Sorry, I saw something on my wall and it freaked me out. Um, it's, yeah, it's, uh, when was the film made? 1992. 92. 92. Same year as uh, Reservoir Dogs. I was a oh. year old. <laughs> that makes sense because on the front cover it says, uh, on my cover it says, like, makes Reservoir Dogs look like, I don't know, puppy films. Like or dribbling, dribbling, yeah, puppy, something about puppies. Uh, yeah, I, found, I found that so, yeah, interesting. So, sorry. I was going to say, it's a 1990 film. It's a film that follows a mockument. Have we said this? Yeah, man. I said it in the intro, but you cut me up. <laughs> I'm there. Carry on. Spooky times. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's like, it was made by Belgian film students in the 90s. And the French title is C'est arrivé près de chez vous. Which me, trans- it translates to it happened near your home. So the English title is completely different. Man bites dog. Yeah, um, I don't. I don't know why it's got the um, like two different titles on there. So I was. Yeah. And I didn't really figure out what man bites dog really means. Is that like a? Oh, I had a look. I googled that. Oh, okay. Um, so is a that man a bites. No, not really. Um, man bites dog is a term in journalism used to. Um, so in things that are unlikely to happen and the weird and strange things get into print more often than someone just like go into the shop let's say like something weird happening like a balloon going off with a dog in it yeah it's like gonna make it into the newspaper so it's just basically saying like unusual events in journalism are more likely to be reported or published interesting yeah. that makes me think of something i heard recently uh like there was that. an uproar about a bunch of uh all those fucking birds with the feathers. Seagulls? Not them, no. Uh, no. <laughs> ostriches? Yes, a bunch of ostriches uh, wow. in a town. There was five, and they've been making an uproar, and half the town wants to get them killed, and half the town wants to keep them, keep them there. 
Anyway, carrying on with the film. Yeah. Well, how the fuck do you know? Like, that's such a, a random <laughs> bit of trivia to know about today's was, current affairs. I was driving back from Cornwall, and it was on the fucking radio twice. Oh. <laughs> wow. I know. Fair enough. Fair that is sure something. Um, so, the, f- the film was set in France, right? Yeah. Yes, I, I think, think so. so. It's like a small I wonder why film. Belgian students chose to set it in France. Maybe it was in Belgium then. I'm not sure because obviously they speak French in Belgium. I didn't want to so. ask that question because I didn't know, but thank you. Yeah, they speak French. <laughs> I'm so glad that one of us is literate yes, and educated. Oh, barely. Like, I think it's French and Flemish and some other, I think it's a German. I'm not sure, but they speak. Okay. It might be in Belgium then. Maybe. Um, I was going to say about the title. What do you think the title means then? Because I just, I just circled it and it's, it happened near your home and I was just like... I think it just means it's like... It could be anyone you know, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. there could be someone you know who's done something like this. I think it's kind of, the whole thing's kind of the guy next door, as it were. Yeah. yeah. To make you scared. Because he's, he's got a family that are featured quite heavily throughout. And, like, they don't, they aren't aware. I don't think that's a spoiler. Um, so it could just be in reference to, like, that and what they wanted to maybe portray, I guess. Yeah, fair enough. I like that. Oh, I didn't really, <laughs> I didn't really get the attempts to humanize him with those scenes, though. I don't know. Uh, I think I did. Maybe just because it was like, well, like the title has given it more context in my head. But like, it made it, it made it obvious that this guy had like the secret life, um, mm. and that it's not some weird universe where people know he does it and it doesn't matter. I guess it gave context to the world he's in, maybe. And mm. it's like, people know him, but don't know he's doing this horrendous shit because it is horrendous. And it's not some like weird, different moral land or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it made it made a statement of his character that he's very good at hiding this shit. Yeah. Mm. You know what Definitely. I mean? Because he's intelligent. Um, so him right. reciting poetry and stuff shows that he's not just a simple guy killing people or not. He, he, he's methodical and smart enough to avoid being caught and stuff mm. yeah and yeah he's got a lot of opinions <laughs> like I wrote down he talks about race aesthetics society poetry music yeah I, I found <laughs> the again like that point I made about kind of when um, he was like talking about things and even like the uncomfortable topics i don't know if, if the race thing is a spoiler zone i guess what i think it's on the cover it says the, on the back it contains racism like his his open racism again was like i felt so uncomfortable watching him talk about it yeah but i didn't feel uncomfortable watching him kill the person i didn't it's know weird, that about me as a person and like my set like my mindset like i i it was like the entertainment value of, of that like violence was fine to me to watch, but the hearing even in like a film in a fictional context, like someone being so like disgustingly racist about uh, like a human being and, and like whatever, it was just really, I felt so, I couldn't watch the screen at points. I was like, I, I just don't want to, like, I felt like if I was watching it, I was agreeing with it almost, you know, like mm. I just wanted to be like, oh, we go back to when you murder people again, please. Like, <laughs> And that's something to talk about, definitely. 
Because like, like you said, you watched it and you were agreeing with it. I can't, yeah. I can't, I've got to save it for the spoiler zone, but that sort of comes up mm. later on. i got to take these the fuck off my head time. <laughs> yeah, I, say, I, I feel like you were going to give yourself a headache. I am so <laughs> proud of your commitment on that face camo. Yeah. <laughs> Just Hang the on, white ears. <laughs> Hello. I'm really oh, cold. I have had to crack my heating up so high. <laughs> have you got heels on? I've just got slippers on. Oh, gutted. Do you want to see my slippers? Yeah. Okay, I'll do a, I'll do a sexy slipper rise. I've oh, slipped wow. one, slip one off. Oh, I think my dog's taken one. <laughs> oh, this is this is one. Smart. I think my granddad's got the same pair. They are from they are from a, a popular supermarket chain. Okay. <laughs> is my costume creepier with the night vision goggles off? It's creepy yeah, both it's, ways. If you just like answered my door like that, answered my door. If I answered my door and you were just like that, I I think I was in for a rough night. Yeah. yeah. I'm low-key excited to have a camo one of these though. Did you buy did you buy this? Is that what you bought for the I bought, I bought, yeah, I bought the poncho and some green face paint because I already had black face paint from when I dressed up as a blackmailer. Fair. As a what? A black metaler for that video. The video. Where I yeah, yeah, yeah. Your corpse paint. Yeah. Um, anyway, back to the thing. I think as vi violence is very readily available, whether in real shit online that you stumble on or just in films and video games so i think generally as a culture we're less shocked by violence nowadays mm. yeah um whereas especially given the current uh climate racism is very raw um and very prevalent and i think recently because for those that are listening far in the future we recently had the death of george floyd which obviously sparked a huge movement in the black lives matter community and across the world so it's a topic that's still very fresh in our heads. Um, mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I think it maybe, I don't know, it's weird that we're so normalised to violence, but I know I am. Oh, yeah, same. Because mm. watching that film, there was one scene which was a bit too much, but the rest of it, I was like, I've seen worse than this in other films or in other TV shows. So. Yeah, like, the actual level of, like, violence is i mean i know it's like again it's, you've got to take it for its time and everything as well because you know advances in like cinema making and and all that kind of stuff come into play but mm. um yeah the violence was really watchable some of it like really comedic for me as well oh yeah definitely i think some of it was done for comedic effect yeah. i've got to talk about one of them but uh i'll save that i wonder if it's the same one like there was one particular one that i was just absolutely like crying with after yeah. watching well, i don't know i hope it's the same but i yeah. think yeah what i'm trying to think of what was kind of in the cinema the around that sort of time for violence but i was thinking like hellraiser is obviously late 80s but that violence is done in the kind of <clears throat> supernatural way it doesn't feel the same this it's is done fantasy more isn't it this feels yeah. like it's like documentary so it feels like it's actually happening so it makes it worse yeah how long's the spoiler zone going it's been a while <laughs> oh, i'm gonna have to just disrupt something a second da -da -da -da. do you know <laughs> just seeing dan walk off in his fucking what's funny is my face id isn't working because of my face paint oh wow 
Yeah. That's a clean picture. Um, I feel so sexy when I walk in on camera. <laughs> <laughs> you look good. Thanks. Uh, we have six minutes on the spoiler zone. Okay. Well, let's just be quiet for six minutes then so we can just talk spoilers. I'll, think, I'll look at my list and see if I've got anything that's not spoilery. Um... Yeah, I think the problem with my, most of my things I picked up are essentially around the spoilers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I agree. <clears throat> oh, no. Uh, what do you think of the music? I don't remember the music. Yeah, I didn't either. Do you remember that was that like weird flute recordery kind of music he's playing in, in uh, the apartment at one time? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it kind and of sounds scene... quite happy and... Well, that's the thing. There's a, there's a weird, um, I can't think of the word, contrast, isn't it? Because there is a lot of funny and sort of good vibes at times. Yeah, uh, yeah. Mixed in with the sudden shock and horror of violence. Mm. Oh, yeah. The, the gun sounds and stuff was so, like, the cuts for the violence and, and like, the... Because all the, like, murders were, like, montaged as well. Yeah. Um, I guess, like, to progress the, like, documentary, like, the time or whatever. Um, <clears throat> and I found, like, those cuts were so, like, punchy and, like, awakening. It was horrible to, like... I found that it was quite uncomfortable when it, like, set, sets off. I don't know if you've both found that. Mm. Like, it definitely throws you into a... You know what you're going to be watching at the start. Like, the, if the start was really abrupt and... Yeah. But oh, I want to talk about that as well. <laughs> I fucking can. <laughs> it's the spoiler zone, see? Get ready for some spoilers, you hear? Okay. Where All right. Do, do so, start? <clears throat> for those who don't know, that was the spoiler zone jingle. That means from now on, the spoilers are here. The spoilers are rampant, and, and they're not going to hide from you, bitch. So, um... <laughs> First thing we do after the spoiler zone is give a rundown of the entire film from start to finish as we remember it. Uh, we should do it. We should do a game where it's like I'll start and then I hand over to Dan. Dan hands over to Ryan. Yeah, go, go around in the circle. I'll try okay. my best. Um, someone else can start because I actually don't remember the beginning. In the beginning of the film, it starts with two filmmakers uh, recording a man on a train who grots a woman and oh. chokes her to death yeah. in a train seat. Next scene is Star I found that maybe the most difficult death to watch. Oh, really? I found it really funny. I thought it was... found that one funny. I found, <laughs> different really I found funny. I found quite a few of them really funny. I don't know if that says a lot about me, but... Yeah. Because <laughs> it was quite quiet. There was no music. And it, it was like, oh, shit. Like, if, it, if there was some music, it might made it feel a bit more comedic. I would I think love it was not funny, but I would love to have actually went into this film without knowing complete like at all about it. I don't know. That's like, what I did. I wish I knew that because I don't know. I wanted that that impact more uh, mm. from that. But anyway, so that's how the film begins. Oh, my God, who's going next? I'm passing going? it over already. I need uh, okay. some water. Uh, <laughs> fuck's sake. Okay. Um, so then I think it cuts to his. Uh, going back to his house with his family. Um, he's got a... I might get this wrong. His mum's there. He has a grandfather. Is that right? And they're all clueless and they're all... Um, the mum's very, like... Uh, she thinks that she's the, he's, like, the perfect son. That he's he does no wrong sort of thing. Granddad is... No, grandmother as well, doesn't he? 
it's like a family-run store. I think it's like yeah. literally the entire family. Um, and the um, the mum wears a crucifix. I noticed that at the start. So that's kind of like obviously mm. she's very religious and wouldn't agree with his lifestyle. Anyway, yeah. Um, I can't remember the actual order of the film, but I can remember the key moments. So, yeah. I think, yeah. But, do you want sorry? It, basically, from then on in, it is these two filmmakers documenting the serial killer, um, who I have completely forgotten the name of again. Um, oh, shit, what's his name? Benoit. Benoit Pulverdeer? Yeah. Yeah, Benoit. Benoit. It's Benoit. Um... This is what happens when you watch a film a month ago. <laughs> so they follow this um, man around uh, and record the events of a serial killer's um, life-to-life moments. And through that, there are um, moments of murdering yes. <laughs> of different classes and... Um, different kind of uh, genders and ages, let's just say. Uh, and basically the film escalates uh, with the filmmakers starting to become more and more complicit in the murderings, helping move bodies, bury bodies, then actually finding victims and then taking part in victims and other horrific acts. The film kind of climaxes, and that is not a pun. This joke's <laughs> It kind of climaxes on what you probably could describe as one of the most grueling, horrific things a man could do to a woman. Uh, And that is a gang rape scene with the entire crew and the serial killer. Taking Uh, part. Sorry? Taking part. Taking part. Uh, And then... They disembowel her as well. Yeah, so it's quite horrific um, murdering at the end as well. And the film kind of plateaus. Uh, The serial killer, um, Benoit, gets arrested. He then manages to flee prison. When he flees prison, he goes to visit his family and loved ones, and they are all um, dead, correct? Everyone is murdered. And all of them have been... um, sodomized with uh, an instrument so there's like a rival a rival serial killer in the background who he's sort of competing with a little bit there's yeah there's one i don't know it might be more than one i don't know but there's one really funny moment where the camera like the crew is with the serial killer in like his kind of hideout and they come across another serial killer with another camera crew (laughs) yeah yeah fucking lost it that bit it's so stupid i I was really confused when i first saw that and it took me a while to like click what was going on Mm. um i well i actually the ending i didn't think it was another serial killer almost i thought it was like kind of metaphorical as like you as the viewer were like punishing him for like everything Okay. But I didn't get the sodomy bit. Like, everyone had been sodomized. Maybe it was Do you remember the items they were... It was a broom. It was everything that they had. So it was obviously the the nan had, like, a A, broom. A recorder for his girlfriend? Girlfriend. Was it, like, a flute? Because I think she was a musician. Yeah. Yeah, it was a recorder, Um, I think. Yeah. Uh, Don't know about the sodomy, though. I don't know why that particularly, but I think it must be the trademark of that killer. (laughs) I don't know. The thing that he loved about his girlfriend was her music right mm-hmm. 
Uh, there was a scene where they played together, wasn't there? Yeah. Quite endearing as well, actually. Um, and, like, there's, there was a moment in that and, like, moments throughout where you can really see just, like, this guy is a fucking asshole. Like, obviously, he's a piece of shit because he murders and rapes people. But, like, yeah. even when he's not in that mode, he's still an asshole because he was, like, he she played, like, a note flat or something and he was, like, he got super pissed off at her and was, like, mm. just a total prick to her. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, are they like things, were they items that he appreciated about those people? Was So was it like... Potentially. Oh, yeah. yeah, just to rub salt on the wound a little bit more. Yeah. Like he's lost them. Yeah, I guess. There's that scene as well where um, he goes up to some kids near the start and just I think he just like gives them a ball or I don't know what he does but I was like he's it's gonna really kill these kids see no they have a they have a toy gun so actually I was gonna say um that's it yeah should go from the beginning of like the events and how it escalates because that is like one of the first like real um like tense moments that I remember feeling in the film yeah. I think it's literally after so in the beginning where he um obviously kills that woman he disposes of the body there's like a kind of skit about how he disposes bodies yeah um then post that because i think at the end of that skit he talks about like oh if i was to kill a child or like um someone with dwarfism this is what like how i would dispose of their body um oh yeah there's a scene where he so he he basically dumps his bodies in uh, a quarry or a disused quarry over um, under a train state under a train um, line yeah and it's filled with water so he has to weigh the bodies down and he goes into like kind of this is our first glimpse of his like how methodical he was in the whole approach um because he says he's got ratios of like how much you need to fill the bodies with in order to weigh them down and that's when he went into like this whole bit about if he were to kill a child didn't he did he say at that point that he had before uh i think, I think so. they asked him they're like oh have you ever killed a child and he was like he kind of says it's like a yes and a no because he's like oh um it's too messy or like whatever they make too much noise and like uh... it's too difficult and i think it's like so there's actually like i think there is like a undertone of like critiquing on class in this film because mm. uh all his victims are victims that people don't care about uh and then when he there's like a kind of moment where the they want more like visceral killing or something don't they it's like one of the guys say like oh why didn't you uh like basically target someone in the suburbs and he has like a whole they kind of dare him to do it. Yeah, but he's also, yeah. like, too proud to, like, not go along with the, like, yeah. yeah. He's like, yeah. well, I can yeah. do it. I can he's do it. Yeah. But it's almost like, I, I don't want to do it because it, people will care. Like, and yeah, also... It's because, like, the people that don't... The people whom no one cares about, he's less likely to get caught because they won't be discovered for ages. Yeah. I think that was the idea behind it. But he and also we should kills say... Them. Yeah, we should say the motivation behind all his killings is money. Um, yeah, I was going to say that. I think, he re- I think he says, like, he doesn't kill unless there's money involved, because after each killing, he goes around and finds all the money in the house. He also yeah. says that he um, targets postmen to um, intercept mail. Uh, mm-hmm. So he always... There's, like, a thing of, like, how he, like, does his week-to-week, and it's like, oh, on a Monday, I kill a postman, I find out um, where all the old people live... Because, like, I look at the mail and I see, I think he, like, looks like bank statements or whatever. And then he goes to those people's houses and then targets. I totally missed that. Yeah. Yeah, it's like... I think he kills, like... He tries to kill a policeman at the end, doesn't he? Postman. And uh... Uh, Yeah, that's how it kind of, like... That's how he ends up in jail. Because he he has a broken arm from... Yeah. 
How does he break it? Oh, the, no, it's, it's the fight, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. There's that boxing match. There's a fight with the postman, and the postman gets away. And I think the postman's the one who dobs him in. Yeah, because they yeah. Um, he had like a full uh, look at his face and all that, and he like managed to get away. Um, just... I I was gonna say the scene I actually found like really hilarious is the woman he the old lady who he gives a heart attack. Yeah, oh. <clears throat> I, it's oh. so sad, but also really funny. Yeah. He 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 knocks on this old lady's flat and pretends to. She obviously sees the camera crew, so he's like, "Yeah, we're doing a documentary about old people and their loneliness uh, oh. in these high-rise buildings." And he goes in, and she's like, "Oh yes, come in, dear, come in." And and they go and like sit down next to it, and then just halfway through him being like, he's like, "Okay, darling, so yes, we'll talk about this." And then he's like being really nice. Then just halfway through, he just goes. Bah! She just kills over. <laughs> no, he, pull, he pulls the gun out. He like he does it. He like pulls the gun out and puts it to her head. Does he not? Oh yeah, he does. He he, he just like he like shouts bang with the gun, and then he's because he like notices that she has heart medication or something on the table. Yeah. Oh, it's horrible. Yeah. There's another bit with an old lady who strangles. It's like I think it's done in a montage real quickly, but her dentures fall out. Yeah, as he's doing yeah. it, and it's just like it's really like it's like a proper mistake in the film or something. Like it, yeah, it's just like it, it's funny, but it's not. But the whole yeah. film is like that. I think it's just black mm. and comic, isn't it? I think obviously we're gonna touch on uh, that particular scene that yeah. we're darting around. I think like I was in like highs and lows of enjoying the film, and I got uh, so I actually didn't watch it in one sitting. I watched it in two. So uh, we mentioned earlier there is a gang rape scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, that moment in the film I found really difficult to watch, which I found quite interesting because I've watched things like Irreversible and I Spit on Your Grave and like I never felt the same way I felt watching um, those films as I did this one. Um, I have a question about that. Because yeah. I know you watched this film with your wife and you say, turned it off after that scene. Do you think it was like, A, because when you watched those films previously... I don't think you were in a relation, like a long-term relationship. So maybe you'd like, you have increased empathy or, you know what I mean? And then B, was it because you were like also kind of concerned about what she was thinking? Both, I think, uh, in a way. I could tell that like, um, my wife was really not enjoying at that point. Mm. Um, and like, she just felt like really like disgusted at it. Uh I also think that the that there is like the thing I touched on earlier about the film, like kind of critiquing you for being like, well, you can watch violence, so why don't you like this? Uh, and then realizing that, like, yeah, it was like all for entertainment. There's also really interesting things in that scene. Obviously, like the so they break into a couple's house and they're actually having intercourse at the moment they break in, uh, and the man is forced to watch the husband. And it's almost like when watching that, I was like, oh, it's like the man watching because they make him watch the whole thing. It's like, that's you as the viewer. I agree agree with you there. Um, I kind of like had that. And it just went on for a long, it felt like it went on for a really long time, but I don't think it was that long. Um, I think it was also just like, there was, I mean, it was acted well because they really seemed to be enjoying themselves and like Mm. not caring 
about the consequences and I was just like that's it was very the it was like the first moment I actually uh, saw interestingly um Benoit and like everyone as like just completely dehumanized yeah the right term like yeah, yeah. Like, actually like monsters yeah um just primal and gross but like it's weird because the the film the filmmakers are characters in the film and those characters are obviously fascinated by violence that's why they're doing the whole documentary yeah and i think we're seeing what they obviously want us to see but the the violence they're obviously enjoying it and that cam the camera kind of lingers on like the body mm. for example and i think that's you're sort of seeing what they are thinking i don't know does that make sense the film, yeah. <laughs> the, the, there was a lot of silence after that in the film as well uh i felt yeah it was um, quiet just the well the, i mean the scene afterwards where it shows the um, the woman disemboweled on the table and the man in the sink like chopped up to pieces yeah yeah it was a bit like i was like oh, okay i'm gonna watch something happy <laughs> yeah. and go to bed maybe i actually film. felt really depressed after watching that film for a couple of days and i like i i felt really bad because i know i watched it first and that's why like i messaged i felt like i had to message you and be like guys <laughs> i think i fucked up no for me like it was a brutal film but it's nothing that i wish i hadn't seen mm. so i don't think you need to feel bad in that way um, i think yeah it's a good film because there's a lot of like even now i i won't forget it for sure and like i still think about it and like the things i said about like how uh, I feel like with the racism and, and like that being like a critique as well and like making your brain like me thinking about in hindsight I'm like kind of maybe reassess like what I think is okay almost like in terms of digesting media I suppose mm -hmm. you see what I mean like yeah I, I don't know because obviously the film's meant to be a mockumentary so it's like okay this is real life and um I didn't feel disgust or any like discomfort watching people get killed at all in that film and yeah that's i think the main thing that i keep thinking about and i keep, i still think about i'm like why didn't i feel uncomfortable watching i honestly scramble? think it's because like like honestly we probably someone see someone die in a piece of media every day mm. yeah uh whether it's in video games and it's even just like fucking mario where you jump on a toadstool or something you still see stuff like die every, like, so much so i think mm -hmm. we're just so dehumanized to it um, this is part of life isn't it but obviously graphic violence isn't like yeah. in our everyday lives but it's kind yeah. of something we expect it's in our games it's in our in books even like but it's almost like violence is the part i don't know what i'm trying to say I'm trying to like bring it back to how the filmmakers are like complicit and become complicit and they mm. partake and it's almost like are they comfortable doing that because they're behind a camera and the violence on a screen isn't the same as that's a good point violence in real life it's also like a kind of a statement on mob mentality mm. and how like humans are very good at lowering their morals if they see someone else do it first yeah 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 um, and humans find it very difficult to go against the grain. Like, mm. I, there was, like, some 
study I read where there was a woman who I can't remember what happened, but she was like, it was all set up and she like, she was an actor and she, I don't know, like say she just fell over on the street or something and started crying mm. and just like no one stopped for her. But then they they did it again with like another actor who came along after she fell over and like, and then the actor went over to her and then like loads of people started to come over okay. after the actor went in to help. Mm. So it's like humans are really scared of Making breaking the, the grain. So like, it could have been that maybe the film, maybe all the film crew were actually really uncomfortable with it, but were going along with it because they didn't be the one want the one person to say this is fucked up. Um, yeah, and that's something I I like well, after I read that study. It's something I always try and keep in mind because there are moments where I'm like, oh, I wonder if that person needs help, but then I feel myself like being a bit scared to like go and ask because they might be yeah. like, oh get lost or like it might be embarrassing or something so i try and always keep that in mind that it's actually re a really hard thing to do to like yeah. put your neck out especially in public definitely so that's always something i try and carry knowing that it's hard so if i feel that then to not like succumb to just being another person that ignores someone who might need help mm. no fair enough i think that the character film crew at the start are quite remorseful like i think their friends like one of the i don't know if it's the guy with the the sound guy, guy he yeah. gets killed by accident um and they're remorseful at that at first but then they kind of get over it really quickly mm. well and there's like two more sound guys that die and they yeah. dedicate they keep rededicating the film it's like the dedication justifies what they're doing like yeah yeah they would he says, I think he says thing, something like, like they would want us to do it they'd want us to keep going when can you stop like yeah it's weird it's the other thing like it's it occurred to me at the beginning when I, mean, I watched the film i kind of at the beginning of the film i felt like the cameramen or the documentary makers were innocent but actually they're kind of fucked up from the start yeah like going along with the shit and not intervening or calling the police or something definitely how did they find so, him anyway that's what i want to know <laughs> they just yeah. find this killer like strange but there's a bit where he sort of invites them to the seaside. He's like, oh, let's go to the seaside, guys. Let's go have fun. And all of them are like, the hey. yeah. they're, they're like, no, I don't want it. I've gone busy. <laughs> and it's like, oh, okay. Because they're scared of him as well. Yeah. Yeah. But like less so, because obviously towards the end where they go, to, they keep going to the pub with him. Um, I think, yeah, I think that's kind of a, a thing to show that they get more and more complicit with it and more used to mm. his absurdities. Definitely. How did you guys find the home break-in with um, the uh, infanticide? Yeah, that was a uh, that was a bit rough because I think one of the film guys helps him hold the kid's legs down while he like strangles him. Is that right? Yeah. Or smother? Does he smother him with a pillow, or does he strangle? He the kid? smothers him with a pillow, but Obviously. I think he's like literally sat on the bed whilst he's doing it, like trying to interview him about like what he's doing, basically. Oh yeah. I uh, wonder, like, if yeah. it's... I don't know if it's fucked up, but I think by that point, I kind of switched my head into comedy mode. And I found the whole situation so ridiculous. It didn't, I didn't find it that horrifying. And I found it more humorous in the way that he was just like chatting normally whilst doing this. Just like, yeah. Act. <laughs> yeah. The, um, 
Well, they help him find the kid as well. That's like the really fucked up thing because the kid gets away, but then they help him locate him outside the with the light. So mm, yeah. Um. There's another um. There's another bit that's just done for comedic effect where they're having a dinner at the end, aren't they? Mm. And then I think one of them's one of the people around the table is annoying him, so he just shoots him. But everyone around the table. Like just kind of ignores that that happened, and they still give him presents and stuff. Oh, it's his the, birthday. Um, this is birthday. That's after yeah. the. That's after the gang rape scene. Actually, I feel like after then the film crew seem a bit, um, not I don't know, like maybe like shocked at what they've done in a sense. Like it feels more tense between like the relationships of the 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 filmmakers and the um, serial killer. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Um, it was kind of funny. They did bring it back a little bit for me because it was just like. And then the woman gives him like a really random gift. It's like a um, <laughs> what's it called? Bird, uh, isn't it? Yeah, um, taxidermy. It's like a yeah, taxidermy yeah. bird. Uh, it's just such, and he's like so like thankful for it. Um, I think just a thing to note before I forget, like they were drunk, weren't they? Like when they gang raped the woman, which doesn't make it any better. But we're the film crew feeling guilty about it afterwards because they didn't know. What were they were doing? I don't know. I don't know. They are just basically like blind drunk, basically in the streets and stuff afterwards. Yeah. There was that whole thing about the um, dead baby as well with the drink. And I was trying to get it, but remind uh, me of that. The, so it's like they, they with... make a drink. Yeah. Oh, the, a the cocktail alcoholic drink. I don't think it's called a dead baby, is it? Well, he it calls was... it like a dead baby boy or something. And... Yeah. Well, it's Christ. it's it's. It's um, it's based on his method of weighing bodies down mm. because it's attached to an ice cube. <laughs> no, I don't know. I can't remember. It's ice attached. Cube? Basically, he has an olive and it's I think it's an ice it. cube. Yeah. And it's like they put it in the drink and the first one, the, the ice cube slowly dissolves and the body or the olive rises to the top. And uh, okay. it's like the last to eat their olive when it rises has to down their drink or something. So it's it's even more fucked up because it's like a game he's made out based the funny like funny fun game that he's based on this horrific thing that he's mm. orchestrated and worked out. It's um, all the game time, again, isn't it? Yeah, and again the camera crew are laughing about it and take part. Mm-hmm. Mm. So what do you think the maybe not like, like, what did you take away from the film as its message? Personally, I think for me, like I keep saying, it's like the um, how am I okay with violence, so readily okay with violence, uh, and it made me question that more, but I don't know, like, what I would do to change things. I don't know, because, like, I don't know, it just made me question more, like, violence in media and, like, my me trying to understand why I found like that I'm okay with it. Um, I know that like the film is I've, I've seen before, like it's mentioned as like a kind of uh, early critique of um, reality TV as well. Okay. Um, I personally mm. didn't quite see it that way, um, but I've read it and I can kind of understand where people are coming from, from that. Yeah. I, I hadn't thought of that, but it's certainly an idea, isn't it? Like, because it's you're seeing it through a screen or a lens, it's not so real. And it's like, when I think about Jeremy Kyle now, because that's off the air. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And you, like I was aware of it at the time when you watch it, but like these people are just being taken advantage of. Yeah. Um, but it seems Definitely. okay because it's on a TV show, so it must be okay. And it's like edited in a way that makes it kind of funny montages and and like the kind of um, you know outrageous moments are are uh, elevated through that medium as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What kind what of a reality TV was around in early nineties then? Well, that's the thing. It's like that's what, it's like a critique on the rise of like reality TV. I think is what I've read about it before. Yeah. Or like the concept of like this being a thing that people are going to be okay watching like the day to day lives of like everyone. So like, yeah, that's, that's I guess that's... essentially that's how the film is portrayed. Like started off as like, is this the day to day life of someone that kills people? Um, and in a way, that is what people are doing now. Like we're watching crime documentaries on Netflix about serial killers and we're just fascinated with yeah we wouldn't go around filming actual serial killer but we're safe behind our screens but we are still we still have the fascination there that is actually an interesting point as well like yeah like I would happily watch any like documentary series on a serial killer Mm -hmm. and like the aftermath of everything can I'm fine watching like seeing like the images of like victims and or like evidence or weapons used but yeah like the again like the real idea of seeing it the serial killer do that is i mean it's even like uh i can't think of exact things but i'm pretty sure like i've seen footage of like in documentaries of like you know like the moments before someone is killed etc yeah like on cctv stuff yeah and like again like it's uncomfortable but you want to watch it and that's really messed up because, yeah, we're fascinated it, by the unusual, aren't we? I find it pretty funny that... I know we haven't done many episodes, but this is probably the one where we've talked about the most deep and sensitive topics and we're all dressed like a bunch of cunts. <laughs> <laughs> I do for yourself, that, bitch. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've my wife's pants on. <laughs> <laughs> poor Lex, poor Lex. What about you, Ryan? What did you take away from it? I think, like Dan, just how sort of um, fine I am with extreme violence on film, but also how, because there are people like him out there, like just how dark human nature can be and how humans can follow and sort of become complicit and because they're fascinated by dark shit, I guess. That's actually um, a good... Uh kind of throwback to the title of it happened near your home because everything in that film you could have read in a newspaper yeah like each event even like the gang rape to the disembowelment is something that like isn't necessarily something that's not like not happened you know yeah um but if we were if that was in the paper we'd read that article like oh yeah you'd be straight there like i want to know the details like um, why are we so fascinated like it's interesting because my wife, my wife hates horror, can't stand any tension, hates like obscene gore, but mm. is obsessed with serial killers. I think it's the psychology of it, isn't it? Yeah, she's fascinated by it, but only, but is only okay with watching it in a documentary setting. Mm. So she can watch like a, a fictional recreation, kind of like. No, uh, that's yeah. That's really interesting, actually. Yeah, 
I think yeah. I think as I think humans are naturally fascinated by the extremities of what a human is capable of. Mm. Um, yeah. And there, I think we are fascinated by the unknown and what we're attracted to seeing things that we think maybe we won't see this in our lifetime otherwise maybe mm-hmm. like um so in a way that's a good thing because it means we won't do it maybe i don't know though <laughs> I, <laughs> not okay, saying, that's like, i'm just saying for other people maybe that seeing those kind of things is the catalyst for the horrific events because isn't that I in the film he says like why he does it and I swear I, don't, I swear it's he witnessed death at a young age it was because he was yeah. made to look at his I think it's like different doesn't he compare a kill of his to a movie at one point and he's like they do it on yeah I don't know why do they... I swear they go into why he kills people and I, I still like it's because he was I feel like I'd have written it down. But no, yeah, he seemed to have a really good family life, didn't he? Yeah. Did they say what happened to his dad? I don't remember. Oh, no. I would have written it down. I'm I'm sure I would have done. But I think that he definitely said something like, oh, they do it in movies, so why can't, why is it different in real life? I think that when he has his gun, and he talks about his gun, Mm. he's like... I swear he, like, compares that to like, the movies, in a sense. Yeah. Like, the movies. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's dangerous to blame stuff, like, just people's actions just on the media anyway, because then everyone, they'll, everything will be censored and nothing will be allowed to be made ever again, do you know what I mean? But yeah, the, well, the I think majority of us can watch stuff and not kill people. <laughs> don't quote me on this, but I think it's been pretty studied and shown that it's like crazy 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 rare that a kid or someone who doesn't have this in him already will watch something and then that'll be the catalyst i think it's Mm -hmm. more like they have it in them and they're fascinated by it so watch it and then it like it then escalates so i think it's kind of something you have in you or you don't and that doesn't mean from birth it can mean maybe you'll you'll put through some really traumatic trauma um yeah That's something I was talking about recently, actually, was, like, my wife was telling my parents... Do you know about the Chris Watts case in America? Um, No, I'm not familiar with that. The name doesn't ring a bell. Was it recent? It was 2018, 2019. Um, Basically, a guy killed his wife and two like little girls oh okay yeah Lex watched um, a documentary on this yes it's on Netflix yeah, yeah. The Killer Next Door or something um and we I was we were, t- we were talking about it with my parents and we, we we talked about how like I find it strange that fuck what was I saying I find it <laughs> I find it sometimes difficult to like weigh up morally how some people, if some some people did that, um, they would be tried as like uh, what's the phrase when someone isn't mentally well enough to be tried? It's like uh, um, sanity, whatever, like sanity clause, plead insanity. 
Yeah, but there's like a th- there's a phrase. It's like, Is it Latin? No, it's not Latin. But it's like they're not responsible for their actions because they're not uh, in the yeah. They don't have whatever it is. Um, and I, I just like I sometimes find that difficult because I feel like as a human, someone has to have something so wrong in their head to be able to do those kind of things anyway. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I Diminish responsibility. Yeah. Diminish responsibility. That's what it is. Brain chemistry is weird, though, isn't it? Because there's like, people with normal lives that have done weird shit. And, and that, it's... To, to some extent, I kind of feel like sorry for like people who end up killing people because it's like you must have something wrong with you that you probably didn't ever want and you've been born with that. Mm-hmm. And obviously, I'm not excusing it or anything, but it's like that, that person's had a rough draw. Mm. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. I think we're all still, well, if we're lucid, we're all still able to know what's right and what's wrong. Yeah, but, but I feel I like that's what I mean. That. If someone's able to do that and be fine with it, they obviously lack that ability for yeah. one reason or another. And it's just like that human is very unlucky to have been born that way. Mm. Mm. Um, so to some degree, I feel like a weird sense of empathy or something. Um it's obviously, one. yeah, mm. it's confusing it's... to my head because it's like, fuck those people. Um, yeah. But also, you've been really unlucky to be born that way. Yeah. Or, or manipulated in a way where you feel okay to do that or something. I know yeah. you mean, uh, like a lot of, um, like any, all those, all, any horrific act committed by someone, um, there was always like a side of me that's like, well, they must have had like some kind of like fucked up thing in the past or in their head and like it's really sad for that human but yeah like at the same time i'm always like you doesn't do... excuse the action yeah, yeah no 100 it doesn't um but yeah it's like it's a difficult uh concept to like get your head around and, and kind of like battle with morally i think yeah i think ultimately like even as humans you always want to like blame something so mm. um yeah and it's something it's difficult to talk about publicly as well because you don't want people to take it the wrong way and think you're like uh sympathizing with them or trying to like say mm. it wasn't their fault or like you shouldn't feel bad for them or something mm. um definitely what's our time check on this by the way we are at 56 minutes oh fair play yeah one last thing i noticed about the film he had a vicar collar on at one point did you notice that Yes, I did actually. Yeah, and I was like, "What's that for?" Because I, I don't know if he was protect, like wearing a disguise, or if he just mm. wore it. But it was, yeah. Maybe it's just a ironic. further indication that he has no sense of boundaries. Like he's fine wearing it when he doesn't have well, that connection what, to yeah. that religion. Yeah. So Dan, what are we going to rate the film out of? Do you want to go like sound guys? How many sound yeah. guys do you rate it? <laughs> Out of three, because I think three sound guys get killed? Or is it yeah, five? Yeah. yeah, two or three, I think. Uh, I'll go for three. I think, honestly, now I've had like a long time to digest the film, it's higher, and I would say if we're going out of three, 1.75. <laughs> I'll let you choose what limbs of the second sound guy stay and go. Fuck's sake. I was thinking around the same sort of number. I was going to say 1.5 to 2. Mm. I, I, when I first watched it, I was like, 
I don't know what the fuck I think of this, but it has been a good few weeks and I've uh, talking about it. I'm definitely seeing it in different ways. So I think I'll give it, I'll give it a two, two guys. A hard film to recommend to people. Yeah, That's I've got it on DVD, in... and I'm thinking, like, do I lend it to anyone? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. CEX yeah. is just going to get three copies of that. <laughs> yeah, I think I'd give it a similar score. Like, it's a really interesting piece of media uh, to discuss if you're one of those people who likes to watch strange things and discuss Dreams what they mean. Yeah, um, and if you're of the mindset where you like to sort of, I would say for someone who doesn't like to pick things apart and question why things are the way they are, it's probably not the greatest film to watch. Um, no. But from from an analytical perspective, it's a very interesting piece of media too. And for a low budget, uh, for a low budget film as well, I think they did really well. I, I don't know what their budget was, but it was it was a good piece of film. If that yeah. was my first film, I'd be pretty proud of that. 33,000 USD. Oh, fair play. Jeez. Fucking I don't know what the um, the franc to dollar, uh, what's the word, Conver- conversion is. That's uh, fuck all. Like, under $100,000 is ridiculous. 33,000. Yeah. It is worth noting that this film also won awards or an, an award. Um, when it was released yeah. as well, so it, it yeah. was. Um, it wasn't was it shown well. at Cannes. Sorry, was it shown at Cannes Film Festival? Yes, I think so. Um, it went down well. Yeah, I'm not too sure what the film festival was. I do have wiki right here, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm like reading cool. outside. Like I know the facts. Um, yeah, you do, bitch. All right. Yeah. Well. Um, should we announce Sam has told us what the next episode's film is going to be uh, mm. and it is Jojo Rabbit by T-K-L-I-T-T? Taika Waititi yeah. that's Taika the one Waititi. yeah I haven't yeah. seen it he reminds um, me of you actually I... Joe yeah why I don't know Taika I Waititi has a bit of like a a bit of a mad uh, deadpan face sometimes that I just think of you oh, I when fucking he... love him he's like one I'm of my very... heroes well, the character she plays in What We Do in the Shadows in the film, oh. like, there's moments where I can see like Joe's face in it. Definitely. There's, well, there's moments where I can see you in it, Dan, too, like when he's about to murder that like lady and he's laying down newspaper. Straight <laughs> <laughs> Dan. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Um, so I'm really stoked to see it because I haven't yet seen it, but it, I've been meaning to watch it for ages. So I'm excited it's, about that. I've watched it twice already. <laughs> I've seen it once. Yeah. But I uh, love it. So if you haven't seen it, make sure you watch it before next episode. If you have seen it, watch it again, you lazy bastards. Um, <laughs> so thanks for stopping by for another installment of the Something Art Club. If you haven't yet, uh, make sure to go like our social pages. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you are listening to this on your pod app of choice, uh, watch our faces on YouTube. If you're on YouTube and you hate our faces... Uh, listen to it on a pod app of your choice. We're on Podbean and the apps that pushes out to and Apple Podcasts and Spotify Podcasts. <gasps> happy Halloween. Oh, yeah, happy, happy Halloween, Halloween bitches. <laughs> oh, well. I love you. <laughs> I miss Sam. Um, Sam, you should cut it. That was a good, good point to cut. Yeah, leave it there. <laughs>